This is just winging it. We're here. I mean, like, we're here on the planet. Like, actually, I mean, we, we, we survived. We're alive. We're live on Facebook once again. Uh, we are caught off guard. I'm sorry, everybody who tunes into these on Facebook after the fact. Because let's be honest, there's not, like, an army of people waiting for us to go live. So most people join after, like, a few minutes. Or they kind of watch it after the fact, you know, when they're drunk. And there's always this weird 30 seconds of us going, wait, are we, are we on? Are we, oh my God, we're on. Oh my God. It's kind of like when you're like making out with a girl in like middle school or something and your mom walks in and you're like, what? And then it's like, that never happened. I didn't make out with any girls in middle school. That never happened to me. I'm just trying to be able to make an image here. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, I think all we can do right now mentally is process the last week because- you know, I think this is probably true for you and most people listening. It has been a roller coaster emotionally. And you know what? I'm sure that's the true of wherever you are on the political spectrum. Um, but, you know, it's a lot and it's a lot in whatever context you're in. But I think there's something um, specific to parenting here and how we're thinking about raising our kids amidst this and, and what comes next that, um, yeah, I'd love to just sort of dig into with you. John, this last week was not a week, okay? This was a year. This whole week, this whole year has been a series of weeks that feel like months, right? And days that feel like weeks. Yeah. Months that feel like years. This last week was a fucking decade. I swear to God. I don't remember, like, so it's now Monday as we record this, correct? Yes. We last, I think so. When the hell did we last record? We last recorded last week? No, the week before last week. I think Six it was a few days before the election. It was the Thursday before That's the right. election. That's right. And we were saying, yes. hey, by the time people hear this, you know, it will be Monday night and blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. A lot of anticipation, so, right? If you can oh put yourself back there. God, it's such a different place that we're in now. And it is just, again, reinforcing for me how hard it is to just sort of maintain the day-to-day control over our emotional states, our children's like basic logistical needs. Yeah. I mean, in that time, now Jude is back at school, which is, you know, its own set of challenges because now he's no longer taking the bus because we're going to keep him off of that because of (laughs) what happened with the COVID thing. The COVID bus, yeah. There's like two separate. They relabeled the bus COVID-19. Yeah, it's kind of bad branding. Yeah. You know, we have like two separate rides now to get the kids to school and back home again. So I'm trying to divide that up with my parents and it changes throughout the week, depending on what meetings I have and depending on, on what's mm. going on. So that, and depending on when Micah is home, which is shifting. Nothing's predictable anymore, training. right? That's so like, I go into yeah. the week and I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know what? Oh my God, what's his name? John Madden. You know, we used to do this football telecast and he'd have like the, and he'd have this ridiculous chart on the board and he'd be writing on it over <laughs> yeah, and over again. Yeah, yeah. Every week is like that now. I'm like, Micah, we have to sit down and figure out what the hell is actually happening this week. That's good, though. Always, that's more organized than we are. Uh, well, you know, she, she's always like, well, this is what like that. She, like, knows what's going on. It's more me being like, ah, and then having to figure out why I'm panicking. Oh, my God. Every week is, like, crazy. And this last week was compounded, of course, by the just cataclysmic uncertainty about this election happening during these crazy times and taking a very long time to get decided and all of the the day-to-day waking up thinking oh my god what the hell's happening right now like what is this country what's going on yeah I, i feel like i was just um in a sort of zombie state last week um i certainly wasn't you know doing very much parenting um you know, all rules were out the window in terms of like using my phone and check, you know, like just constantly yeah, totally. the TV was on, you know, yeah. it was just like, 
in this suspended state. Um, and, and I, I just needed resolution. I, I needed to get there. Um, as I'm sure, you know, we all did, <laughs> um, maybe some, you know, don't feel like there's resolution yet right now. I'm not sure, but, um, but there is. And, um, I have to say, I am, we're kind of bouncing between then and now and how we're feeling then. And, you know, maybe we're doing a Quentin Tarantino thing. If uh, that would be kind actually to call it that. Um, yeah, I think it's more our, just a frenetic and confused Monday morning yeah, 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 fight yeah. fest. But I'm going to yeah. call it Tarantinoing it. Tarantino West. Um, definitely. This is intentional, the choices we make here. It's postmodern. So, it is. Um, I have to say, I underestimated how good I would be feeling right now. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't pretend that I'm not, you know, satisfied with the outcome of the presidential election or, or hide that. Um, I... I am thinking back to these last, you know, four years, as I'm sure we've all sort of been, you know, reflecting back to the state that we've been in. And I do mentally feel like um, there is this sort of just weight lifted. And and I know it's not necessarily rational because it's like, you know, it's an immediate feeling and we're not even really on the other side of this if, you know, the next president hasn't started. No, Um, I felt it too. I think we all, we all felt that. But man, many of us. And like, obviously I've been looking forward to this, you know, and, and anticipating it. Um, but to be on the other side and, and to think about, um, the future again and the, and the world and the country again, in a different context now, I mean, I turned on the news last night, you know, that's something I I haven't even done in the last four years. I've just fucking like, obviously I read news on my phone all the time and all that, but like the idea of turning on the news proactively on my TV before was just not a thing I would ever do. Did we talk about this? Did we talk? Ta- ta- I, we I don't think, talked I don't about think we everything. did, but we had the same experience yesterday morning. <laughs> I was like, Hey, my kid, you want to like put the news on? Yeah. She was like, Oh my God, we can do that still. And I'm right? like, yeah, there's still the news. And we just like turned on CBS morning news and we're like, Oh, current affairs that I'm not like doom scrolling about. I'm just right? like, Oh, okay. And that was a huge, huge change. And I've, I've now talked to a few other people who had that same, that same exact experience where we kind of just instinctively just watched the news again. Like it wasn't this doom prophecy. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Yes, totally. Um, I mean, I feel like the weather responded to the results you know the last few days <laughs> we're in november in new england and it's been literally 70 degrees yeah. right now yeah. with no clouds in the sky right right after three weeks of constant rainfall the, including the, the, a yeah. freak snowstorm. the planet just sighed relief and burst you know bright sun on us all um and i mean you know i'm not making this shit up like that's just what happened uh <laughs> it was the planet that chose it let's yes, be clear yeah the planet um yeah. mother earth you know, I guess I just, I haven't realized how weighed down I have felt by all of this, how much, how numb to it, how tired of it, exhausted. Um, and, and I just, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel more like myself, <laughs> you know, like I feel, I guess to put it in a clear word, I feel more hopeful and I haven't felt that way um, in a while. And, 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 you know, I mentioned to you when I first heard the news, I was watching CNN and then I saw this clip, which I'm sure many of you have seen because it's going viral of, of Van Jones, the CNN anchor. I believe he was an Obama uh, advisor or something like that, um, responding in the moment and specifically responding, you know, as a parent in this moment, right? And how it feels good um, to have someone, you know, 
soon uh, in that role as the leader of our country that we can look up to again, you know, and that we can, we don't have to be ashamed of um, when it comes to our, our kids. You know, I've seen other parents post about this, like this is the first presidential speech, you know, in the last like five years that I can, my kids can watch, you know? Um, and, and it just feels, it feels good. It feels like we've just lived through a nightmare <laughs> and we're waking up and, you know, all the progress that we want for our kids, for, for our generation, um, it, it, it has a chance, you know, it's not, it's not for sure. I, I, I know this is still a moment where we have to really push for it, of course, but it feels like there's a chance and that's more than I've felt for the last few years. Yeah, so I have something to say about that too. I want to also just take a moment. We're not like a super partisan show, as you notice. Like we kind of dance around this. We have um, (laughs) friends who have different beliefs than we do who listen to this. Um, I personally know a few of them. And so if, if, but this is a, I I want to just call that out because this is a short catch-up episode after a really tumultuous week. and, And I would like the personal liberty to be more overtly partisan on this. So if it's something that bothers people, just feel free to skip this and we'll go back to sort of business as usual next time. But I also, I want to say that up front because my mind is very much controlled by my feelings about this moment for our country. And I want to be open with that because there's a huge parenting component to it. So that's just my my little thing. We respect other people's beliefs and, and political affiliations, but but this the point of this podcast is to document our journey as parents and in documenting it, talk through this adventure with other people and discuss our personal experiences. The show is is subjective and that's all I want to say. This is not a journalism program, very clearly. Anyway, going back to Van Jones. And this comments. is an objectively positive moment for the world. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. Uh, keep going. It is. Uh, so, so, so Van Jones said something that really stuck with me about the, the fact that for the last four years, I have had to really consciously filter almost everything coming out of this administration so that my, my children can see it as this is not what presidents typically act like. This is not what leadership typically looks like. This is not how you are a good person. This is, this is right. like- This and, is not humanity that, at its I took best, advantage. that's for sure. I took, such, I took that for granted in the past, especially during Obama's presidency, where everything that he did, I could be like, see, like this is, and that was of course just Jude. I mean, Henry came along right before the election in 2016. So like, but, but Jude had a few young years during Obama's presidency where it was really, I took for granted how easy it was to say like, look, he's shaking hands with people with different beliefs. He's traveling and talking about how, you know, we should be uh, an accepting country in a country that values innovation and how we should try to make the world cleaner and we should try to like, you know, listen to voices of people who we're ignoring and things like that. And then this whole last four years, I've had to constantly caution the kids that like bullying is not acceptable as a way to Mm -hmm. get things done. Taking advantage of people is not an acceptable way to get things done. Racism is bad. Like I've had to specifically reinforce that with the kids and they get it luckily because of what we've taught them outside of just what they're exposed to. But like the tenor of this country for the last four years has been so hard to parent through in so yes. many different ways. And that simple thing to me is a big part of it. And I think it's a big part of why this week coming out of it feels like such a breath of fresh air, because I know going forward, if nothing else, if nothing else, if we really truly cannot get through these intractable conflict, conflicts with the Senate, and if our bicameral legislature is completely ineffective and the runoffs don't go well, and blah, 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 at least we'll have one figurehead 
mm-hmm. in the country in a leadership position, acting in a decent, kind, and empathetic way, and putting together a cabinet that hopefully is diverse and empathetic and human and looks and feels like the America that we know, which is a place of, as Biden said, possibilities. And I really feel like from a parenting standpoint, that alone is an enormous burden lifted off my chest. And I yes. agree with you that yes. the road is just starting, that nothing is for certain, and that we are going to be facing a lot of you know, intense conflicts and a lot of intense um, negotiations in the, in the weeks and months and years to come. But at least we have that, and we can wake up knowing that our kids, don't, we don't have to like be you know, warning them all the time. You know, if you hear this on the news or if you see this, you should know that this is not acceptable behavior for a freaking president to be um, evincing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think about the fact that um, our parents and, and so many parents before us in this country have raised kids um, with the belief, really the faith that they would live better lives than them right? That the, their kids would live better lives, that they would be in a country of opportunity and of progress um, that believes in science and, you know, humanity advancing in ways that will ultimately allow them to live better. And it feels like um, we've been in this moment now and as a generation where all of that has felt uncertain, you know, even, even life expectancy, <laughs> right? Um, for the first time isn't um, going up, I, I believe that's true, or I had read that. Um, but never mind the idea that you know our entire planet is is at risk. And so, just coming to terms with that over these last four years, the idea that um, our our country was not helping to create a better future for them, and in fact contributing directly to potentially a much you know more dire. <laughs> earth and, and future, that has been hard. And I think in, in a way, I haven't even been able to fully um, accept it. I think some of it has been shut out just as we were talking about how difficult it was to watch the news. Um, you know, I've, I've really, I have felt ashamed of this country. I have felt like this has surfaced the, the brokenness, you know, that existed certainly before this moment. Um, and we talked about this in the context of, of race and injustice, systemic racism, um, you know, these are all things that existed and, and that have surfaced more clearly now. Um, but I guess, you know, having gone through all of that, I, I feel like I, I appreciate so much more um, having at least someone, you know, competent in that role. <laughs> uh, and we'll see what happens next, obviously. But right now I'm going to enjoy <laughs> the hopefulness. Um, and, and, you know, my kids, like we've talked a little bit about it, you know, they've, they've seen some, uh, some fun <laughs> yard signs around our house, uh, including one that they always talk about that just says, nope. And it's the sort of swish of Trump hair, Yeah, you know, that. and they always, they always ask about that. Um, and so I've, you know, I've explained it in that context, um, what's happening. And, um, the other day, Grace wanted to see a picture of the new president. So I showed her, but like, you know, other than that, there's not much, directly there it's more sort of just us feeling it i'm curious for you with jude you know he's obviously older um to what extent has it come up how are you explaining the moment i'm sure i'm sure he's seeing how you're responding which i assume is like you know shouting from the rooftop literally (laughs) uh he's he's really in on i mean both of the kids watched the speech the speeches with us on saturday night they both loved kamala harris's speech yeah the first thing jude did was was he was like uh like mommy could you be vice president 
And, and Micah was like, yeah, I, I could be president too. And he's wow. like, you want to do that? And she was like, well, it's not really, you know, what I'm looking for right now, but you know, who knows? <laughs> and, and that little moment, just from an optics standpoint, was so, so important. I mean, our kids have never seen a female vice president before, let alone a female president. Right. So that in itself is just from an immediate optical perspective, really good. The other big thing, though, was the fact that at the speeches, you know, Biden was making such a point of talking about science and about assembling this panel to combat COVID. Yes. Because that's something that we've had to actually tell our kids about, which is that don't listen to things that come out of this administration talking about this being fake or talking about it not being a big deal because they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to justify that to kids who are taught that like people in positions of authority are usually the people you're supposed to listen to. And we're like, well, the people with the most authority here are spinning this the most wrongly. And it's really a a big deal. And so we've been trying to tell the kids a lot about the importance of science and the importance of education and the importance of knowing when to listen to people who actually do know more than you so that you can be humble. Yeah. You can can humble yourself in front of them and learn from them. And, and, And that's something that it was all over those speeches that I'm so happy about from the perspective of, of the children. But um, yeah, no, Jude, Jude, especially because he is old enough and because he does understand more and because they're studying this in school, you know, they're talking about elections and they're talking about the electoral college and things like that, which has been really cool to listen to. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, There's a great book that explains it. it. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but of course, you know, we got it as a gift for Grace a while ago because it's, it's, um, the the protagonist is named Grace and and it's Grace I forget the name of the book actually is it Grace becomes president or I'll have to look it up um but it explains the whole thing and it's a school um, presidential election you know for oh, the school cool. president um it's great and Grace is this little black girl in a school where you know she's looking at all the past presidents and of course is like why are there no girls you know and it kicks off this whole thing and um it's a good one. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you can hear, but our, our dog is eating a chew toy behind me right now. So I will try to concentrate as best I can. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's like really, really um, in on it. And, and Henry like doesn't, he doesn't totally understand, but he, he can, he can sense that we're happy and that we feel like we're moving forward. You know, we had a bonfire last night with our neighbors just sitting outside and the kids playing together. And I was like, man, this feels like a new time, especially coming out of this year that has been, I mean, to me, this last week is the perfect microcosm for what is going on this year, because while this is happening, of course, we have the highest incidence of COVID we've ever had. Yes, We're about to hit 10 million cases in our country alone. We have 130,000 per day at this point. It's only charting to get just so much worse than this, like so, so, so much worse than this. And this is happening, you know, we broke 100,000 heading into election week, right? Which is so appropriate. So we have that happening. We have this uh, country that is so divided and so confused and so angry and so hurt that we can't even have one side concede when the victory is very, very clear. Mm-hmm. And so we have, you know, counter protests on, on top of protests, on top of celebrations, on top of everything else that's going on. Yeah. People in the streets during this very dangerous time celebrating and people in the streets during this very dangerous time trying to intimidate other people from celebrating, people lying prostrate in the street, praying outside of vote collection centers. We have so much going on. And for a couple of days this past week, we truly had no answers, right? That's right. There was, and I, I, I don't want to even go into it because I feel like I don't want to bring up those feelings again, but Wednesday morning for me was just a, a really dark place. You, you and I touched base a little bit on this yes. um, earlier, yes. but it really took me back to that feeling of the rug being slipped out from under me and, and how unaware I am of how many other people feel differently than I and how many other people are interpreting things that to me seem very clear to be very different. 
Um, and one of them just simply being COVID, which to me feels like we clearly have to get this thing sorted out in order to move on with our lives and in order to feel safe again. And we've had an administration that has been trying to just ignore that for so long and proactively trying to dismantle response efforts to it for so long that if we were to vote that administration in again, I have no idea how the hell we would have survived it as a country. I really feel like there would be basically without this miracle drug vaccine, which I don't even know if the FDA would, would appropriately respond to given the administration in charge of it right now, like uh, there would just be, we'd be left completely with the brakes off the train and waking up realizing that that could still happen was, was really painful just from a personal place. Yeah. I similarly felt like um, Wednesday was, was really dark. You know, I, I, I guess some of it was, you know, all the the crazy polling ahead of time that sort of set certain expectations, right. And, and how it played out and it certainly didn't play out in that way. Some of it was frankly, you know, nobody's fault, but the way that this narrative unfolded throughout the week as a result of um, how long it's taken to count ballots because of the mail-in and the whole process this year because of the pandemic. Um, I feel like if we had known the results that we know now, then emotionally it would have just been a very different feeling. Um, But I still do carry an element of it, which is, you know, and I was feeling it much worse then, but um, just coming to terms with the fact that uh, even more people than last time voted. And in a way it, it hurt more, you know, mentally or emotionally for me than, than even um, in 2016, because now I know that there are, uh, you know, how many million, almost 70 million people in our country who voted for more of this, more of the last four years. Um, So there's two levels to this. One is directly just feeling bad about that, right? In my mind, it's like, you know, kids in cages, um, people unnecessarily dying of COVID, like so many, and that's just naming the, you know, the few, a couple, um, that you would want more of what we've had is it, it, I just, I'm having a hard time with that. Um, But there's another level to this, which is that I, it's easy to just, it would be easy for me and others to write off those 70 million people, right? To say that um, they're just bad. (laughs) that would be way too easy. And and I don't believe that it's the reality. I really don't. I I think it again highlights to me how we are living in different realities. Our our truths are grounded in much different places. Um, And, you know, I I do believe a lot of that is misinformation (laughs) um, on their part. Um, that's obviously, you know, my spin on it. And I realize that that's similarly, I imagine how people are feeling about the reality that we're choosing to believe in. But um, coming to terms with the idea that so many of us, uh, so many of us just don't have this shared reality and, and the idea that we can move forward as humanity, it, it's going to be hard. Um, but I do, you know, the part that I'm feeling more hopeful about now, whereas before I think I, I found myself um, in a really cynical place is that we, We've got to try. We've, we have to try to find that common ground. Um, we have to try to fight against the polarization and, you know, the writing each other off because it will be our doom <laughs> um, one way or another. I do believe it. And so, you know, I hope that this can put us on a path to really, um, you know, as Biden keeps saying, it, it's, there's something really to this idea of healing the soul of our country. Um, and I want to believe in that again. You know, I, I, I've felt so 
bad about the cynicism that I've even perpetuated. Um, and the last thing I want to do is raise my kids in that way. Um, you know, I want, I want that hope. Um, and I just, one final thing to say about that, you know, I, for you, it's going to come back to you too. Um, spoiler <laughs> always alert. Does. Always does. Always right. Always does. Um, I know it's super cheesy, right? But like you two um, and their music have played a big role in my life. And, and it just always has resonated with me ever since I was a kid, really a little kid. Um, and uh, their their latest album, you know, I, I had listened to when it was released in, uh, I believe it was December of 2016. And I remember, um, I remember holding, actually it wasn't December of 2016 because Luke wasn't born. So it was December of 2017. And I remember holding Luke at that time and he was just a newborn, you know, born in October. Um, and I was listening to this song, um, Love is Bigger Than Anything in Its Way. And it's about finding that, you know, child in you that believes, you know, and that is hopeful, um, even amidst the darkness. And and I, I was just sobbing at that point, you know, holding Luke as a baby. And I listened to it again um, the other day. And, and, you know, I was with the kids and it just has this new meaning. And I feel like, I feel like it's possible, you know, that love really will win out and, and that, um, light will prevail. So that's how I'm feeling today. Anyway, <laughs> um, we'll see where it goes. Well, hold on to that feeling. Cause these moments are hard for us to find these days, you know, these moments of light and these moments of hope and these moments of feeling. I mean, I, I felt on Saturday night elation for the first time in a yeah. really genuinely long time this year has not been all bad, you know, for any of us. I mean, this, this year has been a complicated one. That's true. Full, full of tragedy and full of uncertainty and full of anxiety. But like, I look back on this year and Micah became a nurse. We moved, we bought a home for our children to run around in and have more space. And we had bought a dog that's, you know, chewing on my chair right now. <laughs> and from a personal perspective, this year has been full of brightness as well as darkness, but the darkness has been so all encompassing that yeah. the brightness has been hard to focus on for more than a moment. So what I'm trying to do is to not be naive, because I know that I can be naive. I, I know I know that you know not everybody plays by the same rules, and for some people, politics is a team sport, and they will do whatever they can to game the system to their advantage. And I get that. Yep. Um, and and I can I can get that, but I can also choose to be hopeful anyway, for the sake of believing in the ideals that this country was founded upon, and believing in the idea of representative democracy as a tool for good in the world, and as a way to. Uh, bring about a more perfect union. And I, I really feel like this is a, a, a very small step back in that direction, regardless of what happens. And just to have an answer at this point, just to have an answer to something in itself is a great feeling. Just to know that like, okay, here, here is one thing that is certain is that we will have a new administration starting in January. We will have a, a, a mix up. We're not going to have Betsy DeVos anymore in charge of our education system. We're not going to have William Barr as a de facto personal lawyer for the president. We're not going to have William DeJoy trying to sabotage our mail system. We're not going to have all of these cronies who have just been just destroying these institutions of democracy for so long. Yep. We're going to like, you know, people who hopefully will be doing what they can to make the country run better and run safer to protect and to serve the people of the United States. Um, and, and I think just, just from a parenting perspective, again, to go back to that, um, I really look forward to teaching the kids about what these people do again and yes. bring the political process and talking about, you know, I, I had a conversation, Jude was like, so, cause I was talking about the Senate a little bit with, with Micah and he overheard that and he was like, well, what is that? And so we talked a little bit about how laws get made. Right. 
mm-hmm. and about how it's deliberately hard to get something passed because it has to go through a lot of different checks and balances to be proved to be constitutional and to be proved to be a benefit to the people of the country. And then when it gets there, it should have fought a long and hard battle to become a law to get that final signature. And, um, and, and I, I would love to have a, a, an environment in Washington, D.C. again, where we can chart that path from yeah. you know, the law being written to being ratified to being passed uh, and, and not feel like it's just this series of horrible, I mean, my God, every day for these last four years, it's like I wake up and some, you know, the EPA is doing something terrible or there are national parks that have been liquidated or we're, you know, escalating tensions with North Korea or all these things, just these daily, daily things that have been freaking us out. I really look forward to having fewer of those daily things. Knowing, of course, that the world that we're in doesn't change and knowing that the disinformation that we're talking about is only going to get worse until it gets better and that the monopolies of these enormous media companies are only going to use us to their own ends more and more. But also knowing that like in this crazy time, something genuinely good and forward-looking happened and it's okay to celebrate that and to feel like the sun is out, the clouds are in the sky, (laughs) Um, and we can feel good about it. And to that end, um, we got a bike rack. I, I, I was going to send you this picture yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you about it. So, uh, so you know, Jude has been talking for a long time about getting back on the bike and like you know, and, and blah blah blah. So back in the uh, saddle. Mm-hmm. Back in the saddle. Uh, but both of our bikes have been broken for the better part of the of the you know since we moved. And so I got them both tuned up over the last couple of weeks, and they're you know running great. I got us a bike rack, and we've been taking um, drives over to like some state parks and things, and going for oh, these that's long awesome. bike rides together. And oh my god, it's been so great! In these last two days, while we've been on these pretty long, I mean you know three miles for a kid in a bike in oh, traffic yeah. is a, a big deal, you know. Absolutely. Um, and he's been doing so well, and we've been riding, and it's just people are out, and people are sitting around talking, and people are happy, and I truly feel like this is a, a, a nice, happy moment, and we should just embrace it and get on those bikes and have fun. I, I love it, and I think that's exactly, I think that's exactly it. As parents right now, you know, we're not being, we don't want to be naive, right? And I think these four years have, if anything, underscored um, all the things that we can't take for granted. Um, I feel like, you know, just more actively engaged as a, as a citizen in this country. And I think that's good. And I hope, you know, I hope we all can carry that forward and figure out how to work together to create a better world for our kids. Amen. That's it. And to remember to humanize people who we disagree with, which is something that yes. I've been putting a lot more effort into over the last couple of years, because I, I, you know, with friends and family members and things who have very starkly different political beliefs than I do, I, I'm trying to either not talk about it with them, like just trying to sort of be like, you know what, we don't have to argue, we can just talk about other things. Or if we do talk about it to remember that they are subjected to a vastly different information ecosystem than I'm subjected to. It's not like they're coming up with these ideas just on their own, like they're being, they, they are being played with by companies that are playing with us as well. And I think it's important for us to remember that as we move forward and try to broker more deals with people who think differently than us, that um, it's not like we're all bad or good. Right. We're complicated. And it's not just about us. It's about the ecosystem that we, that we operate in. I mean, and that's what we have to model for our kids, right? Because I mean, I don't want my kids writing other people off either. So. Exactly, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We'll have more to talk about next time. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, I'm hopping off because Jude has his virtual parent-teacher conference in three minutes. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. You know, people who are longtime listeners to the show might remember that one of his first parent-teacher conferences, I broke the toilet um, in the preschool. So this (laughs) is... That's right. I can only break my own. I'm glad that that cannot happen. (laughs) It's physically impossible. For um, Grace today as well, so... Oh, good luck. Catch up on that. All right. Let's break some toilets, my friend. Let's do it. (laughs) Bye. Adios. Bye.